Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined as always by Drew Bishop. This is episode 136. It is Wednesday, December 6th. It still blows my mind that it's already December. And we are brought to you yep. by Hitforth, the high-tech development center that produces pound for pound the most powerful and complete hitters in the state. Located in Austin, Texas, and I believe the guys, if it's not yet sold out, we're offering a really good deal uh, for some trial sessions on Thursday. If you're in the Central Texas area and you're kind of curious and want to go actually check those guys out and get a trial session in and see what it's like, um, it's a they're doing a $60 off a trial session. So you can actually go get a trial session for $39 um, this Thursday. Just go online to hitforth.com and book a spot there. Highly, highly, highly recommend it, just as you even just want to get a sample of what those guys are about. Um, go check those guys out at Hitforth. But, Drew, yeah, it's already December. It's crazy. Um, we finally got the Christmas tree up in the house. I don't know if you guys have yours up yet, and if you do, what the process oh. is like to try to get the little ones to not, like, go tear every ornament off the Christmas tree. Oh, it's it's been up since the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, um, impressive. Uh yeah, and yes, with a with a just turned one year old, um, that's impossible. So um we tried we try I mean ornament wise, we tried to keep we at least put the non sharp stuff or the stuff that could be like break. I don't know. Yeah, uh, down low, but man, he he gets to it, and uh, it is it's a constant battle. Um, usually have to try to set myself up as a barrier because we put it, we didn't put it downstairs in our living room like we have in the past. Mm -hmm. We put it upstairs in our playroom, um, and so that's like where we spend most of the time right before bed and bath time. And yeah. so he's in play mode when we're by the tree, so I usually have to chase him around, but. Um, we're trying, we're trying and, you know, talking about this, we should probably rip the bandaid off, um, about, about the knolls. Oh, I don't, I don't know if we want to ruin the mood of the entire podcast <laughs> I just by, get you fired, uh, by talking fired about up. the playoff selections. Like I, I, uh, yeah, that's, uh, woof. If you want to really want to dive right into there, and and um, you know, there's about I'll I, give I think you, I'm I'll on give my, you a minute. You get I'm timing you for a minute to vent, and then we'll move I, on. I I, I don't, I've probably put about 19 band aids on on that wound. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just I, here's the thing that frustrates me the most about that is there was so much coverage of Jordan Travis in his injury, like at the time, and like there was this quick turnover to where that went from like, man, like what a bummer it is for this guy to like, here's the main talking point about why the only undefeated team ever from a power five conference isn't getting to the playoff. It's because you got hurt and you broke your leg. And like, that's what, that's what really like bothered me the most emotionally was they took Jordan Travis's lowest point of his football career and they ended up using it as a little weapon to keep his team out of the playoff. And it's like, it, it's, it's just gross. Like every time, like Jordan Travis would be unable to escape it. Like every time you, you go on ESPN or anywhere, 
it's like, oh, you know, like, well, at the end, Jordan Travis broke his leg, and, and that's why we had to keep Florida State out of the playoff. And there, that, and there, there's just no consistency. Like, do you want the best teams? Do you want hey, the most deserving teams? Well, How do you define the best teams? Like, because, you know, just this last year, TCU lost in the Big 12 title game. By the way, was an underdog to a three-loss Kansas State in that Big 12 Big 12 title yeah. game, lost a title game, and everyone's like, oh, well, they're going to get killed, and they end up making the national title game, and then they got killed. So it's like there, there's precedent for this before, and it's like there's, well, there's the, there, no consistency, and then you look at, okay, well, we're going to rank Florida State behind Alabama, but ahead Georgia. I was like, well, then that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then like, the, okay, the we messaging... Florida State four, and then they won and beat a top 15 team, and then we moved them down. Like – there's there's just no consistency at all with with the logic that that's yeah that, that they would be better to just like post it and walk away you know like in yeah in in rudy where they just like post the traveling right. roster. here's who made just the do team, it and don't say you know? anything because they they get themselves in trouble and they you know they put them they paint themselves in a corner in so many ways that yeah it's just it, it is frustrating i mean i i mean i I understand why they left them out. It sucks um, for them. And I don't, I, I mean, I think, I don't think they were one of the top four teams currently. I mean, you know, it's like you said, it's best versus deserving. Um, and, you know, but the karma in it all is like that the, the ACC is the one who kept them from having the 12, yes to an no. extent they were involved in that they they and were like, but the, a lot of that too was then everybody figured out the sec was going behind everybody's back and getting texas and oklahoma so that just threw this weird wrench into into all of that as well but yeah the, i mean the acc leadership has some egg on its face you know for this not yeah. being a 12 game playoff yeah that's right yeah and it just it, it is it's tough for the kids um uh, but this would have been the perfect year for the 12 team playoff which yeah. originally was the plan but yeah and it, like, yeah this this would have been the perfect year for it and i mean and i think that makes it tricky too to like compare it year to year because realistically there's what probably seven eight teams this year that are like could have legitimately been in consideration you know last year it was like who do we who can we take as a four yeah. there wasn't even four so that that makes it tricky because everyone paints back to you know what what you know then they've got the cardell jones argument and it's like well i mean look how cardell jones did in the but also remember that ohio state team lost at home to a six and six virginia tech team so they weren't even undefeated in this discussion oh i know i know i know i know but i'm just saying like the sample size of what you saw from cardale to put them in was much better than what Florida State showed from a quarterback standpoint. Yeah, but right? but Tate Rodemaker was going to be the quarterback, and he didn't even play in the ACC title game. So it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, but you saw going to going to Florida and winning, and like you know, like I, but he didn't. I mean, it wasn't pretty. Like it well, wasn't. Pretty. Have you seen the way Michigan throws the ball? Like Florida <laughs> yeah, State had more passing yards than I know, Michigan I the know. last three games. Like it, I mean. It, Ultimately, bottom line to me is that somebody was going to get screwed, right? Right, and and they did it to the team that they had they ammo didn't lose the game. They they had ammo against them to be able to say that there's a likelihood that they had no chance. So, but I mean, regardless, it's 
it's it's a tough deal. Hopefully we don't have to worry about it in the future. So, but tough deal for them. I think it, the four best teams probably made it, but no, we'll find out. No, we'll find if, out. If it's, we'll find if it's out. the truly the four best teams, Georgia and Ohio State have a have a stronger argument than Texas and Alabama. Ooh. If if it's the true four best teams. Because if we want to play know. the game that everybody's playing with Florida State right now, oh, a neutral field favorites, Georgia and Ohio State be favored over everybody besides Michigan. Everybody. Okay. Okay. I mean, like Ohio State lost on the road by three points to the number one team in the playoff. Like, yeah. Why? Why weren't they in the mix? Like, Georgia lost the game for the first time in how long? You know, like. Yeah. And there it's like, okay, well, you know, Alabama be favored over Florida State. Well, okay, Georgia was favored over Alabama. Oregon was favored over Washington. Like, you know, like there's Let's, a reason why if, if you're if you're Vegas better and you hit on like 57% of your college football games, you're a genius. Like there's a reason why it's hard because things don't play out like the way they're, they're supposed to. Like, I mean, this is yeah. probably statistically one of the worst Alabama teams Nick Saban's had, which is – crazy because they've been so good but like usually you can point to Alabama it's like oh they're this juggernaut that'd be favored over everybody in the field it's like that's that's not Alabama this year they needed a miracle to beat Auburn they struggled against South Florida like somebody got on there's like oh Alabama beat Florida State by three touchdowns like Alabama didn't beat anybody by three touchdowns this year so like yeah it's you know it's and it's and they've they've, we've eclipsed we've eclipsed your minute well, so. you knew opening that. I mean, it's they just they just decided that that those results on the field and the winning, like that's not what it's all about anymore. So all right. okay. the days of you know we have the best regular season where it all everything matters. It's like no, no, you don't. That's that's changed. But uh, well, anyway, right. uh, let's let's uh, let's get to uh, the main topic of the day, which is the. Next 55 or the 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 just missed guys from our 2025 to 2025 five tool 55 for the class of Texas. Last podcast, we went through the five tool 55, one through 55. We talked about each of those guys. Um, and as we said, like this is it's a really deep year in Texas, as it always is. But I feel like, you know, we were talking before we jumped on here, like even going through a lot of these names and even going through the names that like even didn't make this list, like there are a lot of really, really, really good players and a ton of uncommitted guys on this list. And I think that kind of brings up a a bigger point too, about like how hard it is. I feel like now for these guys to end up at division one programs because of the way division one programs are recruiting. Now it's like, there's so many guys on here that are uncommitted and a lot of those guys are going to end up at junior colleges and other places just simply because, you know, the D ones in the region now are not really hammering this group of high school prospect like they used to in the past. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very clear that there's, you know, something having an effect on that. I mean, I think we know that it's uh, partially due to the portal, partially due to the new rules, which, which I like, like I, I like seeing a lot of these guys not, um, not being committed yet uh yeah. just because just because of the lot you know the way it's gone for several years like a lot of these guys on this on this list are like guys that at this point were committed and ended up somewhere else um so i think you know the taking taking the time 
just taking the time to get it right. Mm -hmm. Um, letting these guys develop. I just, uh, and big picture, I like these guys not knowing a lot of them where they're going just because it gives them something to work for and keep working. Cause I was, Mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of refreshing myself on some of these guys before we started. And, you know, there's a very clear, um, feeling and sense that these guys are still working really hard to improve. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you see a lot of these guys doing stuff, uh, to develop, whether it's in the weight room, um, going to see, you know, getting some pitching analytics taken down or, you know, what, whatever it may be. Um, I just, I, I like that. I, I think it's, I think it's good for these guys to have something, a clear goal to work towards for the future. Um, you know, and that's not to say that you can't commit young and just shut it down. I mean, right. not every, not everyone does that, but just, human nature, if you're having, if you have something to work for, um, I think it's, I think it's a good thing overall. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see some of these kids and a lot of them play football too. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them play other sports and that's probably why they haven't had, uh, you know, some of the time to, you know, showcase what they're able to do. You know, like some of these guys miss out on some fall events because they're playing football and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, and it leaves some room for development and, you know, just uh, we're huge fans of the two sport guys and there's a lot of them on this list. Yeah. My hope is like, it'd be like football and basketball are so different because it's easier for the out-of-state programs to kind of come places and because of the cost, like there's a full scholarship element to this, whereas with baseball, there's not. So that's always kind of weighing on those out of state programs. Okay. How much does it cost us to bring this guy in for the kids? It's like, how much more does this cost as opposed to staying in state? But my hope is more of those out of state programs. I think we've seen in recent years, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana tech, um, Lafayette, um, you know, those like oral Roberts, uh, like those kind of neighboring program, New Mexico, those neighboring programs. I hope they continue to kind of get to Texas um so it kind of keeps opening those avenues for these players that are legitimate d1 prospects that 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 can play at that level um because even with the the junior college programs now i mean it's just like they can only take so many guys as well you know that's kind of what we're seeing in in the 2024 class too but um i I think you will start continue to start to see those programs kind of get to texas that just don't have the depth in their in their high school talent base that, that their home state has. And, and hopefully those avenues keep opening up there and, you know, with the recruiting rules and things like that. So, uh, but like we did last episode, we're going to go through just name off um, five guys, kind of talk a little bit about those guys and then kind of keep moving down. Um, this list is in alphabetical order. We don't number this list. Um, it's just kind of the next group of, of 55 guys. And, and like we said, with, with the, the five to 55, like, you get to a point where a lot of these guys' prospects are, are similar. And I think that's especially true here. Like there's not a whole lot of separation between like, oh my gosh, this guy's way better as a prospect than this guy. And even the guys that, that didn't make this list, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good players as well that, I mean, these guys have two high school seasons left. Um, some of them haven't even really pitched much on varsity or played much on varsity. Uh, and guys could just end up being like phenomenal players um, in the state of Texas. So lead off with the first five. Um, Aaron Grant from Braswell, shortstop, uh, Aiden McNulty, um, homeschool guy, outfielder, 
Andrew Bay from Memorial, an outfielder, um, Austin Glasscock from Bridgeland, first baseman outfielder, left-handed pitcher as well, true two-way guy, uh, and then Bark Bach Hartwig from Keller, um, infielder, outfielder, left-handed hitter. Uh, Grant uh, had a strong Arizona Fall Classic. I liked him when I saw him this summer for, for one of the Doolin's teams. Kind of got clean infield actions. You can project some physically. Um, really hit the ball well this fall. Uh, a guy that whenever I see a guy's like, man, there's a chance he could stick it short at the next level. Um, there's just not many of those guys in this class this year. And it's one of the reasons why I like Aaron Grant. We've talked a lot about McNulty. It's like you kind of look up and he's just on second base, you know, and yep. I've always appreciated there's like an ease to playing for him. Like he plays with joy and like, like a good competitiveness. And like, it just seems like he's playing the game while competing it kind of comes naturally to him. Um, Andrew Bay from Memorial, uh, really strong makeup reviews. Had a chance to talk to a couple of coaches that have been around him. Um, they love the makeup. Um, I think he's a starter on the basketball team as well at Memorial. Um, he's got some bat speed. Um, he's got some feel for hitting. I think he's a guy that's going to – already had a, a good varsity role at Memorial. I think he's going to have an even better one this year. Um, Glasscock, to me – is was one of the toughest guys to keep off the 55s. I think he can really hit. Um, yeah. I, there's a chance he ends up being one of the better left-handed hitters in the state. Uh, this guy can get outs on the mound as well. I mean, Hartwig from Keller, that Keller team is going to be loaded. Um, another left-handed hitter that had a strong summer with the bat um, made some good things happen. I think he's like a six, nine, seven foot 60 guy or seven Oh 60 guy plays a little bit faster than the stopwatch with another guy that had a good summer. Um, and another guy at Keller that's, that's going to have a big season. I think. Yeah, uh, good group to start off with. Uh, Grant, you know, I guess been associated with the Hank Aaron uh, and the MLB develops programs. Mm-hmm. Um, really like what they're doing. I mean, there's we, we've seen a lot of guys that are going into that program and doing really well. Uh, I think Aaron's going to be another one of those guys, uh, you know, coming from following Jason Jones from Braswell. Um, you know, they've, they've started to have some really good players go through that program. Uh, you, you said everything about Aiden McNulty that we've said before, um, just coasting into second base. That's just like every time yeah. his name pops up, that's what I envision. Um, just a really, really good baseball player. Um, uh, he, I, I think I used this comp when I was talking to some coaches, but you, there was a guy that older than us that played at Baylor named Chad Durbin. Um, that was just like same type of player, just kind of, mm-hmm wiry strong lots of juice um and then another like connor Rowe is another one that kind of played at texas just kind of the same thing kind of wiry but strong had some pop um just a good baseball player uh bay the athleticism from basketball huge um lot there and then hartwig yeah like you mentioned with keller having a i mean (laughs) you might as well just take their roster and then you know filter them into some of our lists somewhere because they just have tons and tons of really, really good baseball players. And mm-hmm. Bach is another one in a long, long line of, of Keller Indians that um, uh, can really play the game. So uh, yeah, like this group a lot, there's a lot there. Um, and, and some guys that I could see moving up, you know, as they continue to develop too. Mm-hmm. Next five led by uh, Ben Lindsay from Wiley. Um Two-way guy, right-handed pitcher on the mound. Uh, Blake Baylor from George Ranch. Uh, first baseman, right-handed hitter, committed to Texas State. Bo Caraway from Cy Fair. Recent Baylor commitment, plays shortstop. Uh, Brady Janusic, a guy we've talked about a lot. Uh, outfielder from Liberty Christian, committed to Oklahoma. 
Um, and then with his summer teammate, Brody Cayley, Mansfield Knights homeschooled right-handed pitcher. Uh, this group's got, a, I think, the two toughest guys that that ended up just being that 55 mix that didn't quite make it were Janusik and, and Cayley. And Cayley, it's kind of a product of there's just so many right-handed pitchers. Um, but he's a guy like had a strong summer, uh, strong reputation. Um, I think as he matures and gets stronger physically, I think we'll see this stuff really continue to grow. Um, and then like, I, there's probably going to be a point in time where you look up, it's like, okay, whoa, this guy's throwing really, really hard on a consistent basis. Um, Janusic, really, really good athlete. I, I think that, and I don't mean this in like a negative connotation, but like, there's still like a huge gap between where he is now and where he could be. And that's really exciting. Like there's just so much raw yes. talent in athleticism and so much skill development that can continue to grow. And I think like we talk about all the time too, like one of the reasons why the multi-sport guys are so exciting because they haven't had that specialized development to where you can, there's still so much you can tap into there, uh, which makes them uh, a fun guy to watch. I know he had a heck of a football season. I think they won the state title, didn't they? I think. Yeah. Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he's got some fun um, football highlights. Uh, Bo Caraway like can fly left-handed yeah. hitter twitch plus plus runner uh he's a guy I do a staining backflip um you know he he's a heck of an athlete man at Cy Fair I think that was a sneaky good get by Baylor to get on him early on um big Blake Baylor from George Ranch man he can impact the baseball um it's big power and I don't think he's just a power hitter I think he can actually hit too uh, he's going to be a guy I think he's going to be one of the better power hitters in, in, in the Houston area. And then Ben Lindsay was a guy I wasn't too familiar with until the fall. And he was really good at our TSA event. He was up to 88 miles an hour, uh, racked up the strikeouts, had a good changeup, made some things happen with a bat as well. I think he did a home run in that event from the right side. And, you know, as I was kind of uh, later in the fall, I was asking, you know, Jeff, I was like, hey, you know, any 2025 guys just really kind of sticking out to you when you're, you know, checking in on stuff going on DFW. And he was like, Ben Lindsay, you know, and it's just like he had a really, really good fall. Um, I think he's an exciting two way guy so because of the stuff on the mound and then what he can do offensively as well. Yeah, there, there there's some star power in this group. Um, Lindsay, I like a lot. And. I was watching some of the clips of him before we jumped on and I'm not saying he's this guy uh, certainly, but just the kind of delivery and kind of the mechanics of it. He reminded me a little bit of Travis Decora. Okay. Um, just the kind of the, uh, his lower half in his delivery reminded mm-hmm. me a little bit of it. Um, but man, like, yeah, like you said, it really, really good showing this ball and some of our stuff. Um, he attacks, uh, got thin legs, so you imagine he's going to continue to fill into that. And I, I just like the way he pitches. Um, he's a winner. Uh, he's athletic, comes at you. Um, I can always find a place for guys like that. Yep. Uh, Blake Beeler, um, big physical righty, obviously can really hit. Um, you know, and he's going to a place that he's going to be able to put up some power numbers. Yeah, um, good part. Uh, there's and there was there's a really good. Um, major league baseball player from Houston that played first base and went to Texas state too, uh, that mm-hmm. could hit a little himself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm not saying that that's who he's going to be, but I could see him going there and putting up massive numbers like Paul Goldschmidt did, um, just because of his ability to hit and, and the ballpark, uh, Bo Caraway, freak athlete, 
Um, always take a chance on those. Baylor's starting to yes. collect some of those guys. Um, a lot of guys that can really play the game that are athletic. Uh, just like like collect those guys and figure, see what happens. Um, you're never going to go wrong doing that, especially with the coaching chops that we know exist on that staff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mitch and Zach Dillon know what to do with guys like that. Uh, Janusik, we've talked about quite a bit. Um, just love the athleticism. Uh, you know, he's he like you mentioned, he's a long way from where he's going to be, and he's already a really good player. Um, mm-hmm. cause like when he gets into a ball, it's different. It goes, um, yeah. And he can run. I mean, we know that that OU does not take guys that they do not think are extremely athletic mm-hmm. uh, and can run. And and Brady fits that mold and just love the football highlights. It's like a He's a grown man playing against boys um, yep. in that league. Uh, and then Brody Kale, um, he's a one, he's one that, man, he, he can really pitch. He competes. Um, I'm excited to see what he looks like this spring and summer um, because, you know, he plays on one of the most loaded teams in this state, um, maybe even the country. And, you know, he's a guy that they look to. And that always says a lot to, to you and to me about mm-hmm. what a guy can be um you know it's he he attacks we've seen the velo um as long as he continues to just keep doing his thing and and uh, you know i think he could be a little bit more athletic um in his delivery and i think that he will be um you know i think that he's he's a, a long he's a he's on a list of guys that uh that really compete and know how to win um and like we've mentioned before th- those are the kind of guys that um people find places for and they end up doing really well so yeah he's one like it wouldn't surprise me in that like by the time he's a senior it's like he is just this physical presence that's just like looks way differently than than what he than what he does right now and it's like just like easy gas and all those sorts of things um just a an exciting guy to watch it's that's that's really had a, a big track record for that sticks team uh, next five guys, uh, Brooks Burdine, outfielder from Alito. Uh, Brooks Perez, an outfielder from Bernie, committed to Houston. Um, Cade Adams for Paling, a catcher, is committed to Southern Miss. Uh, Cade Julius, right-handed pitcher from Mansfield. Um, and then Carson Bratcher, right-handed pitcher from Second Baptist. Uh, Burdine was really good in the Mattingly. Um, I think you'll notice, especially with this group, that we we lean towards athletes athletes that can play and i think that's that's one thing pro scouts are all about now that's one thing colleges are all about now i mean birdine's really athletic um he ran on the the four by 200 uh relay team uh last year um quick hands he can control the barrel um i mean hit with a wood bat looks like he can cover some ground in the outfield um just you know guy that can really, really run and, and is athletic. Um, he's got some hitting feel. I mean, those guys usually make an impact. Um, Brooks Perez, uh, another big time receiver. Um, he might be like six, two, six, three, uh, was, was a main receiver for Bernie, um, an area code guy, uh, really athletic. He's got some twitch. Um, he's kind of like Janusik. And then I think there's a big gap between where he is now and where he could be. And it's really exciting um, to see what he could become as a baseball player. Kate Adams and, and shout out to Pearland. Um, Coach Rogers there told me 
a while back about him. He's like, yeah, we got a guy to watch from the catching spot. And, um, you know, he obviously, you know, maybe more so than any catcher in the state, like catches stuff on a consistent basis when you kind of look at all those arms yeah. they have. Yeah. Um, and then Southern Miss, props to them, got in there and got him committed. Um, so I think he's got a real chance to stick behind the dish. He's a switch hitting catcher, which there are a lot of switch hitting catchers in this class. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's just kind of a switch hitting's had a little bit of a renaissance, but a lot of switch hitting catchers in the state for 2025. Uh, Kate Julius, younger brother of Blake Julius, who went to Oklahoma State, was an area code guy. And there are there are a lot of similarities. You can tell these guys are brothers. Um, similar frame, similar stuff. Um, and Cade, like, really performed this summer, pounded the strikes over, I, like, had a great uh, strikeout-to-walk ratio, minuscule ERA, minuscule whip. Um, guys just don't really see the ball well against him, um, and I think that he's going to have a big year at Mansfield. And then Carson Bratcher, um, second Baptist, I really like the delivery. I like the pitchability, how that projects, the changeup really flashes. Um, he, he shows two different breaking balls. Uh, he was a big performer all summer. Uh, another one of those guys from the Houston area that I, I think is poised for a really good season down there. Yeah. Um, Burdine for me is, is one that I'm excited to watch. You know, he comes from a program in Alito that they win a lot in mm -hmm. a lot of sports. It's a great program. Um, got his twin brother. Uh, dad is the TCU football radio guy um mm -hmm. and played football at tcu so athletic family um i know he's been around the game for a long time i know some people that know the family really well and you know these kids the Burdine boys grew up at a ballpark yeah um, so i have a lot of confidence that brooks and his brother are going to be really good players uh they're gamers they know the game they play the game the right way um and you just you know what they're made of um, and, and being in a pro growing up in a program like that and around sports as much as they have, um, you, you know what you're getting. And, and that's a really good athlete that understands the game. Uh, Perez, I really, I was, I got caught watching some of his football highlight films. First it's team fun. All district, first team, all district. Um, one of quite a few Bernie guys on our list. Dude, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh really liked him i mean like he's he's a guy that has got a chance to really really continue to grow and that's a good get for houston uh kate adams like you said love those guys that you know can handle stuff i mean because yep. not all high school catchers get to uh get the opportunity to to receive from guys like that many guys like that and he's doing it every day Mm -hmm. um so that's a that that goes a long way in your development uh Cade julius um put up kind of video game numbers this summer i think yeah, he had really like good four, 40 innings pitched and one earned run um that'll work um and i i like what i've seen from him um you know those those bigger guys that are able to throw strikes at this stage in their career um that's a good sign mm -hmm. uh real uh, a really good sign and um you know there's 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 a lot of room i think there's a lot more in there um you know and w one of the things i do like about this age group too is like it, i i enjoy going back through their twitter timelines uh for a number of reasons but for him specifically like you can see progression in a short period of time yeah. um which is which is very encouraging um and then bratcher like you said i i think he knows 
really knows how to pitch. Um, I just like the way that he moved on the mound, obviously making the scrimmage at the area code game tells mm-hmm. you something. Um, so, I mean, it's, that means number one, that you are performing and that you're, and that they think there's some projection there too. So uh, excited to see what Bratcher continues to do for second Baptist. Yeah. That Houston area, man, it's going to be a lot of arms down there in private school ranks and, and even public school ranks that can be fun to follow. Um Next five, Clayton Nampkin, catcher from New Braunfels, committed to Texas A&M. Cody Palacios from Magnolia West, outfielder, right-handed pitcher. Uh, Colby Fowler from Lago Vista, a left-handed hitting outfielder. Um, Connor Helms from Dripping Springs, uh, shortstop infielder, committed to Texas State. And then Damian Montanez from Shoemaker, an outfielder. Uh, Nampkin, just physical presence. Um Plays quarterback too, and I think he's kind of like the bruising Colin Klein type quarterback. Who, by the way, they just announced is going to be the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. Yes. Um, but kind of like that's I was like turned on his video uh, from football. I was like, oh yeah, he's just kind of one of those like bruising, get out of the way kind of running backs. I mean, quarterbacks when he runs the ball. Um, really physical, strong. Um, I think he's. You know, I think he's a better hitter than he showed at times this summer. Um, there's just a lot of talent there. And uh, I, I think he's got a big year at New Braunfels. Another team that's like sneaky talented. They've got some good players there. Palacios ended up being the MVP of the Pudge as a pitcher, um, even though I, I think he, long-term he's an outfielder. He's just a guy, when I saw Magnolia West in the spring, he hit like consistently. And even in games where the rest of the team didn't really perform at a high level, he was the one guy that was typically performing. Um, so whenever you're a standout as a sophomore on a state title team, I think that speaks pretty loudly about your ability. Colby Fowler really liked the left-handed swing. Uh, one of those guys that um, him and Connor Helms both uh, were on that GPS Legends team that we saw this summer and uh, really performed at a high level. Um talking to a couple of college coaches that he's definitely on their radar. Um, just cause like one of those guys that shows up and you watch the swing and you watch the way he plays and he plays faster than, than the stopwatch. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a really good get for somebody. Helms, Texas state got him really exciting upside. I think he's another one of those guys that like where he's going to end up long-term um, there's, there's definitely another level that he can reach because the talent level is so exciting, both as a hitter and as an infielder. Definitely checks the boxes for kind of the all-around tools. And then Damian Montanez from Shoemaker. Uh, looks like a compact, physical athlete. He's got some bat speed. Um, you know, he, he can go gap-to-gap power. I think the swing's got some promise. Um, there's just kind of a lot to like about that little package of kind of explosive athlete um, that can hit from the right side. So another really exciting guy to watch in that class from the outfield spot. Yeah. Uh, Namkin is a monster. Um just you know you think about a catcher and the physique of a catcher like just a big target yeah um, that's him um obviously love the fact that he plays quarterback um you know that's that always tells me something um it's always a, a plus on the uh in the notes when i'm going through stuff uh palacios uh i love him like i i think he can really really hit and like you said he's just a good baseball player. It comes in and throws in the, I think in the championship game of the pudge mm-hmm. um, and delivers <laughs> on a, on a loaded team. So yeah. just he a, even had uh, a knuckleball in the back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I remember when we were trying to decide like who the, 
who the awards would go to. Like it was tough because like he had done so well um, at the plate too. It was like, mm-hmm. man, like who that, that was, that was one of the tougher decisions that we've had to make was like, who gets what award from that pudge. Um, yes. But he deserved something. <laughs> and then he comes out and then he, you know, pitches in the, in the championship game like he did. So um, impressive for him. Uh, Colby Fowler is a guy, you know, I, little bit of sam myers to his game i think he can just hit um Mm -hmm. compact left-handed hitter good player uh i've always liked watching him play um just strong physical uh plays hard uh connor helms i mean we talked about it already texas state just collecting guys down there that um have some real tools and some athleticism and bat speed which we know will play in that part and then montanez i haven't seen a, a whole lot of him but like going through his stuff i I want, it made me want to see a lot more of him. Um, but just, just some exciting stuff to work with, man. And I think, you know, he's, uh, he's athletic, um, got some bat speed and, and that, that place. So, uh, good inclusion on the list for him. Next five Davis Lee outfielder from Lake Creek, uh, Drew Flores catcher from Longview committed to Houston, uh, Dylan Perez from Bernie outfielder committed to Baylor, uh, Dylan Rostron uh, from Cypher, outfielder, and a left-handed pitcher as well. Um, and then Ethan Dallin from Reedy, left-handed pitcher, outfielder, came into Texas A&M. Um, Davis Lee was was one of the tougher guys to keep out of the 55-spot. Uh, I think he's got a chance to really hit. It's like a short, direct, quick. Uh, it's it's more it's more contact than like loud, like extra base impact right now, although he's a guy that can put liners into the gaps, I think, at a pretty high level um twitchy football player with athleticism uh looks like he can run i don't think there's going to be a lot of swing and miss in his profile just watching the way he swings and and how easily it comes to him Uh, i think that he's a guy that as people kind of dig in on him more when the spring comes around i think there's going to be some some big d1s that kind of um, have him on the radar uh flores physical presence at catcher um he's probably more of an offensive catcher than a defensive catcher you know i think him and uh, Mitchell Morton, I think we're on the same five-star team. And I think it's like Flores, I think is a kind of more of the offensive guy that plays catcher and the Morton more of the defensive guy that plays catcher, but they're both really, really talented. And they both looked the part as well. Uh, which I think that was a good get, um, good get for Houston. Uh, Perez, another Bernie guy committed to uh, Baylor. Um, he's a, uh, he's another one. I think there's still a, another level that he can reach. Uh, was an area code guy uh, for that nationals team. And um, I think that there's been a couple of nagging injuries that's kind of slowed him a little bit. Um, and I think that he's, you know, a full healthy season. He could be a guy that really takes off for Bernie and becomes a major dude um, in this class because there's a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism. Um, Rostron, he just kind of he just gets it done. Left-handed hitting outfielder, he hits, he gets on the mound, uh, makes things happen there. Um, a guy that's been really productive, um, had a good summer, having a good fall as well. And then Ethan Downham from Reedy um, saw him hit this fall. Uh, I think he's been working back from an injury, um, kind of like a growth plate type thing that kept him off the mound. Uh, but he's a left-handed pitcher as well. He's got a lot of promise um, as a guy that, you know, you see Texas A&M take a lefty early on, usually speaks volumes about what kind of talent he is. But uh, he can swing it too. Uh, he can swing it from uh, as an outfielder as well. But I think long-term he's got really exciting upside on the mound in particular. Yeah. Um, Davis Lee is one for me that like, he, he's a monster and he has a chance to really shoot up this list. Um, 
as we see him more. Yeah. Um, I, I talked to some, you know, we don't see the banditos in a ton of our stuff. Um, but I talked to some people that, you know, that, that have seen him a lot and just, they just rave about him. Um, and, and one thing that I think that we don't, when we don't see these guys as much that we don't get to appreciate is, you know, I had a couple people talk about how good his instincts are as mm-hmm. a base runner, which for a guy of that size that, you know, physical guy like that, um, I, I love that stuff. Like I, I'm, there's nothing that bothers me more than guys that can't run the bases, um, yeah. especially if they can run, run. Yeah. Especially all. fast guys. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I just liked hearing that, you know, not knowing a whole lot about him and not having to get a chance to see him a ton. Um, just people that have seen him play like a lot, like every day that really get to appreciate him rave about him. And that tells me a lot. So uh, real excited to get to see him play some more. Um, I did see Flores in the, in the um, uh, playoffs last year. And uh, it, it's clear that he knows what he's doing on a baseball field. Um, mm-hmm. I like the presence from him. He's got presence. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. I, I like his presence. Um, you know, for, for that position, especially like that's a position that you want some guy that, that has some and has a, an ability to kind of feel like they're controlling the game, whether it's dealing with the pitchers or just, you know, just staying calm and, and playing. And that's, that's what I got from him. Um, and we know that Houston does a really good job of finding guys like that. Um, and Ross Kivitz done a, a really good job of that. And, uh, he's just another guy on that list. Them, uh, Perez, like you mentioned, um, you know, has had some injuries, uh, excited to see how he bounces back from that. Dylan Rostron, uh, I, man, he, he, he's exciting to me. I, I just, you know, he's, he does it both ways, um, does it on the mound, has some, I've seen some good spin stuff from him, uh, on the mound, uh, athletic as a left-handed hitter. Um, interesting to see where he, which side he gravitates more towards, um, over the next, you know, 18 months or so. Uh, and then down him, obviously a guy that AM jumped on really early, um, was really big for Reedy down the stretch in the playoffs last year. Got some really big hits, uh, athletic, uh, and excited to have him healthy and back on the mound too. Next five, Ethan Hunt from Hebron committed to Houston, right-handed pitcher. Um, Evan Farrell, right-handed pitcher from Vandegrift. Uh, lots of Evans. Evan Robson from South Lake Carroll, um, infielder, outfielder. Uh, Hudson Hartgrove from Cedar Ridge, uh, infielder, third baseman. And then uh, Hud- big Hudson McNew from Bernie, uh, right-handed hitting first baseman. Uh, Hunt recently committed to Houston not that long ago. And, like, you talk about a guy that performed in the summer. He was awesome in the pudge. And then he played up um, with the North Texas Longhorns in the Mattingly. was really good in the Mattingly as well. And I think there's some projection there. Um, I think there's still another jump that he could take. And he's just another one of those guys, like, people just don't hit. Like, they just – there's something about the stuff, the way it comes out, the delivery. Like, guys just don't hit him. Um, I know, by the way, the stuff and the velocity is trending up as well. So uh, there's reason Houston jumped on him. Um, Evan Farrow, to me, is a pretty obvious guy that's like a potential breakout guy in the spring. Um, six foot five, athletic. Um, he's a guy that's been able to dunk a basketball for years. Uh, he missed some time in the summer, had like a minor nerve deal, but there's no sort of structural damage or anything like that. Um, and he used to be just a sinker slider guy only. And now he's a four seam curveball sinker slider um, and changeup guy as well. And it's a really fast arm. I just think there's a lot to bet on. He's throwing strikes. 
he had a really good fall. I saw some video uh, from some fall outings of Vandegrift really spinning the ball. And, and there's a lot to like about his upside there. Uh, Evan Robson had a really productive summer. Um, he's a guy like I was looking at him in the spring and I was looking at him in the summer. And I think he made some, some changes in the way his approach and his swing. And I think it really played well. Um, I think he's going to hit some, I think he's going to hit for some power long-term. Um, you know, his brother was a standout player at, at South Lake Carroll's who I believe went to Duke. Um, so baseball runs in the family there, but he's got some defensive skill as well. I think he kind of profile all over the diamond, but I think he's going to hit. And I think he's going to hit for, for a little bit of power as well. Speaking of hitting Hudson Hartgrove, got it. He just hit, he hit all spring. He hit all summer. Uh, he was a guy that like, I feel like numerous college coaches that were at our events in person were like, Hey man, what's the story on this guy? Like he can hit. Uh, it's just, it really comes natural to him from the right side. Plays shortstop, I think long-term, looking way down the road, he, he probably moves into third base, but he's going to play shortstop at the high school level and, and he's got some pretty good actions there. But he's a guy that I think just the right-handed swing, I think it's got a real chance. And then Hudson McNew, like he's just a big dude that can really hit the ball hard. Um, I think he, he, either plays, he either plays offensive line or defensive line, but like you watch him move underway and like – he moves well for a, a guy his size. Like, it's not clunky. It's not, like, really stiff. Um, he moves well. Um, he had a good fall, and he just can really impact the baseball. Um, you know, and, and anytime you get a guy that, like, shows that he, he can really hit for some true power and also is not one of those high whiff guys, I mean, those are guys that are that are valuable players because there's just not many of them. So, Another Bernie guy. Uh, I'll definitely be spending some time watching Bernie this spring because they're going to be a really fun team to watch, especially that lineup. Uh, yeah. So I saw Hunt in a scrimmage last year, early, cold, kind of damp, kind of yucky conditions, and I was just like, man, here, well, here's here's one of the next guys. Um, yeah. For for Hebron, and I just there's a lot there and like you don't when people say projection that's what Ethan Hunt has mm -hmm. um so I you know I think a really good get for for Houston um Pharaoh I in big bold letters I have the word sink in my notes on him yeah. I, just watching some of his clips like the ball that comes out of his hand is not straight <laughs> no um mm -hmm. at all and uh that's for his size and the arm angle like that's a guy that man like he might absolutely take off um robson uh just i'm always a big fan of those younger brothers that have older brothers that are playing either professionally or in college um just because i you know that when brother comes home they're probably going to be hitting with them and working with them and learning from them um, yeah. I know we had, we had a bunch of those when I was at Texas and like, it just, it speeds up that learning curve for the younger brother a lot of times. And, you know, they, they just spent a lot of times they end up spending time around older guys. And I think that just kind of lends itself to some of the maturity. Uh, but you see that with Evan and I just, um, I, I like the clips I, I see of him hitting um, and excited. We're going to get to see him at South Lake this year. Uh and that loaded again is what the dragons will be. And Evan mm -hmm. will be a big part of that. Uh, Hudson Hartgrove, uh, haven't seen him a ton, but everything that you said rings true for me. I, I think he's, I think he's a really good baseball player. Um, just kind of seems to have a feel for the game. 
uh, and then McNew. Um, I, I have not seen a whole lot of him either, but uh, just in what I have seen, uh, he hits the ball hard, really yeah. hard. Um, obviously in a good program, you know, one of several guys that we have on our list from Bernie. Um, so I'm jealous that they're closer to you than me. Um, but hoping they get, they get up here sometime or go deep in the playoffs and get a chance to see them play. But, uh, but yeah, just, you know, like you said, these football guys, um, there's some athleticism there. Mm -hmm. They know what to do in a weight room. And that, that usually lends itself to being a good all around baseball player as well. Before we jump into the rest of the list, going to tell you about our friends at Hitforth. If you've gone to a college prospect camp, you've probably noticed that coaches are tracking everything. Many staffs will even have TrackMan showing live info on their video board during BP and scrimmages. It's not eye candy. They track data such as exit velocity and bat speed because it helps them identify skill sets that will translate and work at the college level. And more and more high schools are doing this as well. In fact, one of the most prominent high school programs in Austin, Texas, sends an email to incoming freshmen detailing what they view as acceptable exit velocity and bat speed. Simply put, if you can't hit the ball hard enough and consistently enough, you aren't going to get as many looks in high school and in college. So as the game moves more and more towards embracing tech and data, you're doing yourself a disservice if you aren't training with a staff that utilizes and understands both. The team that hit fourth in Austin, Texas, is creating the standard for developing explosive and adjustable hitters. When you train a hit fourth, you will develop the power coaches are looking for, whether challenging the fences or drilling hard liners to all fields. Learning to move faster and swing faster will also make you a more adjustable hitter and improve your ability to make contact. Because the quicker you can swing the bat means the more time you have to recognize pitches before deciding to swing. The best part about Hitforth is the accountability. Since the staff tracks every aspect of every swing you take, you get objective feedback about your improvements. Numbers don't lie. Check out hitforth.com to learn how you can get started. H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H.com and on Twitter and Instagram as well. And again, the, the the best part about them is what they say. It's the accountability. Like everything is tracked, video, metrics, your development, everything. So it's not like, hey, we're going to say we're going to get you better. No, they have the results. They have the data. They understand all that stuff and how to use it to get you better. Um, and, you know, the explosive element, moving fast. I mean, these guys understand where the game is and where the game is going. I mean, we talked to college coaches, you know, about some, I've talked to some, about some guys in this class and just projecting them long-term. And it's like, a, yeah, like, you know, okay. How much does he impact the baseball? You know, cause you reach a certain point where you've got to hit the baseball hard enough and consistently enough um, as you go up in those levels. I mean, look at all the, the guys in major league baseball and how much you hear like, you know, exit velocity and, and hard hit rate and all those sorts of things. I mean, that's what's happening at the college level as well. And it's starting to kind of trickle down um, to the high school level as well. But those guys are really, really accountable. It's a full-time staff. I mean, they are fully dedicated to individualized programs that are geared to the player, to the age group, uh, to get them better. And it's all tracked. Um, I mean, it, it blew me away just to look at the programs. Like when you leave the facility, what's available for the player? I mean, the video examples, the individualized programs from the strength side and the conditioning side and the hitting side, like you can take that all home with you and work on your own as well. And they have remote sessions too. So if you aren't in central Texas and can't get to see these guys, there's a remote element as well, which is really, really good. I mean, they do swing assessments. Uh, I mean, there's not a better place uh, to go if you want to improve as a hitter uh, because these guys get the results. Um, so go to H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H dot com for more information 
uh con- continue and with our speaking list speaking of speaking of they also have really good gear um which yes you are always sporting and uh lowell i'm i'm still waiting on my package it must have gotten lost in the mail <laughs> i might have to I, I need to go buy soon um because i'm always jealous of, of the hoodies they have uh because yeah. i i I think the new balance gear all looks really, really good. And um, that's, that's what they've got. So I uh, might need to go by there and kind of sneak around and, and, and grab one to go home with, but um, the facility is awesome. Um, and I, I really hope, especially this time of the year, I mean, I cannot recommend them enough. Like, like the results just speak for themselves. Go give those guys a chance. Uh, and I think you'll be hooked. Um, all right. Picking up here with the, the guys that just missed our 2025 five to 55 from Texas um number 31 jack jorgensen from reedy i say number 31 uh number 31 on the list today jack jorgensen from reedy uh right-handed pitcher uh jake baron shortstop from tomball memorial jesse rosnick from brock an outfielder and left-handed pitcher uh jody marillo from guyer uh first baseman left-handed pitcher and then joseph sandusky from mcneil uh middle infielder for those guys uh jorgensen like one of the top performers in the playoffs uh, this past season, I, it just felt like, you know, when they needed a big game, I mean, he was able to deliver them a big game. And he's another one of those guys that kind of falls into that bucket. Like there's so many right-handed pitchers and you could probably rank these guys in all different types of ways, but uh, really excited to follow his development. Uh, I, I think the changeup's got a chance to be a really good pitch. Um, and that kind of the results speak for themselves. He had a great spring at Reedy. Um, Jake Barron, I had an opportunity to see him a couple of times in the spring and then again, this summer. And, you know, like I said, with Aaron Grant, there's just not many shortstops in this class. I was actually talking to a recruiting coordinator about this and kind of going through the list. It's like, yeah, there's just not many like guys you could point to and say, yeah, that guy could potentially play shortstop at the next level. Um, he's one of those guys. Uh, he's kind of in that pick to click kind of mold, I think from this group, um he's like we talked about like the the value of seeing a lot of these guys in person is the instincts and i saw him in a playoff game make a couple of really tough plays look really easy do it with a calm heartbeat a lot of poise play with a ton of confidence uh competitive in the batter's box um he's got a chance to be a a good shortstop at the next level Uh, jesse rusnick um really athletic guy multi-sport athlete uh like the left-handed swing uh moves well he's got some pitching feel on the mound um he's got some arm speed and uh, he ended up being a guy that participated in that like national team development program from team usa and was actually a pick um from that event to be a guy that, that continues on with usa baseball which i think speaks really really loudly uh about his ability and his makeup as well so definitely another fun guy from brock high school to follow there um, along with those seniors, uh, Sawyer Schroesneider and, and Cam Harris. Jody Murillo, I mean, we've talked about this guy a ton. I mean, the left-handed swing's always played. It's always been a favorite of ours. It's always hit. He's always been a guy that plays up a level, too, oftentimes as well, and handles his own against older pitching. And then Joe Fitzsandusky, another one of those GPS legends guys uh, from Syntex. Um, he's got some tools. Uh, I like the way the hands work. Um, you know, solid at bats when I saw him in the spring against against a good arm. Um, so held his own there. And uh, I think there's a lot to like about he how he projects to the next level. Yeah. Uh starting back with Jorgensen, um, you know, you mentioned the changeup. that's that right on right changeup for me is one of the most underutilized pitches in baseball. And as a result, I think it's for a young hitter in college 
it's one of the biggest adjustments that you have to make. Um, you know, just those right-handed guys haven't seen a lot of those mm -hmm. and those guys that can really pitch and really, um, change speeds with an effective right on right change up are killers. And I mean, you, you saw that with him, the way he pitched down the stretch for Reedy. Um, but I just, I, I like him as a pitcher. He just, he knows how to pitch and, mm -hmm. you know, as the stuff continues to tick up, that'll only continue to play out. Um, Baron, I haven't seen a whole lot of, but what I do know is a lot of what you said is he can play shortstop and those guys that can, can stick and just look like they belong in the middle of the diamond. Like he does, um, are very, very tough to find. Um, and in this class more so than, than some other classes too. So that's a, something to watch with him. Uh, Rusinek, like you said, multi-sport guy, a lot of athleticism, uh, just a, you know, one of several really good players at Brock, uh, Jody Mario has always been one of my favorites. Um, he just produces, uh, lots. And, you know, I think I've used the comp of like, kind of, you know, not saying he's going to be in the hall of fame, but, you know, just kind of reminds me of a Rafael Palmero. Like it just, it just kind of looks easy and mm. he moves well around the bag. He can, he can pitch, he can play the corner outfield. Um, he's a stud. I don't know. I've always been a huge fan of his. Uh, I think he'll have a big year for a guy this year. And then Sandusky, I've always liked him. I love that GPS team that he's on just a lot a of really team, good, yeah. just a lot of really good baseball players, mm -hmm. um, that know how to play the game that compete, uh, and just do a really good job. And, and he's just one of several of those guys for me. Next five on the list led by Lance Jackson, big right-handed pitcher from Pleasant Grove. Um, Landon LJ Carrillo from Kincaid, a, a catcher, um, another switch hitting catcher. Man, so many of them. Uh, Logan Mitchell, uh, right handed pitcher, outfielder from Leander. Uh, Logan Sariga from Clear Brook, an outfielder, right handed pitcher. And then Mac Lerma, uh, left handed hitter from Boswell. Jackson is one of those guys that falls into that wild card category because uh, really, really good football player. We We haven't seen much of him on the baseball side, um, you know, talked to his high school coach and he actually missed most of the last baseball season with a, with a football injury that kind of lingered. Um, but uh, apparently he's been up to 92 and the breaking ball has got a chance to be real. And I've seen, I saw a video of him just throwing uh, at like a David Busters or something. Cause I was like, I just want to get a feel for what the arm action looks like and stuff. And like, and the arm action, the arm speed—it's—he's just like one of those guys that like you could—he could not pick up a ball, I'm sure, for like a few weeks or months or whatever. And you go somewhere, like, hey man, let's just see how hard you throw. And just picks up and wham, you know, it's just kind of like a really just exciting guy naturally. And it's just, of course, football I think is going to be the main, probably the main focus for him because he's such an established, awesome football player. But he's a guy I think we could come out of in the spring as like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, scouts are talking about having to follow Lance Jackson just because he's six foot four and he moves well and the arm speed and the big stuff. So it's going to be it's going to be exciting to follow follow his growth as a baseball player. Um, LJ Carrillo from Kincaid. Um, I, I think he's got a chance to be a dude as a catcher. Um, had the pop time in the one nine two oh range. Uh, kind of those short arm, compact, but physical guys. I think he leverages that well in his swing. I know he had a good fall. Uh, it seemed like everywhere, every time I looked up, he was at a college camp, like performing, um, you know, really hitting at a high level. 
Um, it seems like there's a lot of good work ethic there as well. Uh, I, I just think he's a guy that's got a chance to be a guy that can stick a catcher and also hit a little bit as well. Logan Mitchell, um, really talented QB one at Leander so much so that I think he's probably going to get some college interest in the future as a quarterback, like six, four, six, five, uh, looks to type. Uh, he's one of those guys at the beginning of spring, people are kind of talk about him by the end, hanging to summer is like, Hey, you got to watch this Mitchell kid. The velocity is really taken off. And I actually think he can really swing the bat too. I, I was impressed at how well the swing worked for a guy, his size, uh, just a really exciting two-way player that I, I think colleges are going to definitely hone in on in the future. Um, same thing for Logan Sariaga. I, I think he's probably more of an outfielder um, than a pitcher. Uh, when I saw him in person at our TSA event, covered a ton of ground in center field. Uh, there's real bat speed. I think there's some projection there. Uh, I believe he is a basketball player too. Um, I'm not sure if that's the only other sport he plays, uh, but I know he's a multi-sport guy there at Clear Book. The Mac Lerma, it, to me, is very similar to Jody Maria. He's just hit. Like, we've seen him for years, and he's really hit, and he's played up a level sometimes, too, and he's hit there as well. Um, there's a lot to like about how the left-handed swing looks and how it plays. And whenever you have a guy that can, like, truly hit with a good swing from the left side, um, those guys are always valuable. So uh, another Boswell guy. Boswell, another program that's got a lot of talent as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this constitute is – Officially breaking yet? Uh, oh, okay. Looks like Juan Soto to the Yankees. Ooh, so I, I was following that kind of this morning, and everybody is was saying it was close. Um, yeah, that's kind of where it looks like it's closer to cl- than close right now. So I don't. I think. I mean, like John Heyman and Morosi are both saying that it's at the finish line. So yeah. Okay. So we're even talking breaking. about the, the expected return. Yeah. Um, um, so interesting. That'll be big. Uh, okay. So Lance Jackson, uh, big brother, big in like is, a totally annoying kind of a way. Yeah. Uh, big brother is, um, has some real draft buzz. He's a monster. And yeah. So going back to your Dave and Buster's just remember that we're everywhere and people will see you no matter what you're doing, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him. I haven't gotten to see him, but I've I've heard people talk about him, uh, how good he is. So I'm I'm excited to see how much he decides to dedicate to baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, will be interesting. LJ Carrillo is a guy that I know a lot of people that really like him. I've had some coaches reach out about him recently. Um, obviously playing for Matt Pierce uh, tells me a lot. I know he'll be prepared. Uh, I'll know he'll have an idea of what he's doing offensively. And just knowing the game, um, I, you know, I've been around Matt quite a bit and he does a really good job. Um, Logan Mitchell, uh, haven't seen him a lot. Love the fact that he's a quarterback. Um, Logan Sariga, uh, it did well in our TSA stuff. Um, guy can move, got some bat speed, a lot to like there. And then Mac Lerma, like you said, can hit, he just hits, he, always hits he's always on base just one Mm -hmm. of those guys um you can tell he has a feel for things at the plate and um but yeah boswell is going to have some guys so they're going to be a team to follow real closely this spring how far how far are you from boswell boswell like what fort worth ish yes other other side of fort worth yeah it's i mean it's it's an hour ish but um but i'll get to see them play so yeah they they, they, they played some tournaments around here that will yeah they'll be uh, they'll be a fun team to follow 
Uh, the next five headlined by Mason Murphy, a uh, big right-handed pitcher for his baseman from Ridgepoint, uh, committed to Oklahoma. Matthew Hutchinson from Lake Highlands, an outfielder. Uh, Michael Peavy, um, St. Pius down in the Houston area. Um, kind of a do-it-all guy. Catcher, pitcher, um, plays shortstop as well. Um, I believe he played shortstop last year when Casey Evans was pitching and not playing shortstop. So, kind of a do-it-all, really uniquely skilled guy. Uh, Nick Foster, right-handed pitcher from Port Worth uh, Country Day. And then Nick Weslowski uh, from McKinney Boyd, right-handed pitcher as well. Murphy is like another one of those kind of I don't think wild card is the right term, but just kind of a guy that just like in a couple, we've talked about him in a couple of years, just could be so, so different. I mean, there's a lot of arm strength. We've seen him throw really, really hard. Um, we know that he's got NFL bloodlines with his dad, comes from a really athletic family. I think he's still one of those guys, like learning how to leverage all of his physical gifts on the mound. Um, you know, the stuff really flashes. Uh, he's just kind of a unique guy in that, like I think his hands are so big that he doesn't quite spin a breaking ball consistently yet. But once he gets that grip and that feel, um, he can end up being a really big monster um, in this 2025 class. And excited to see, I mean, Rich point with him and, and Jack McKernan. I mean, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be a, a fun group to follow um, in the spring. And uh, we know Skip Johnson, his track record, but even with like bigger pitchers, like knowing how to get the most out of those guys, I think that was a great fit for both parties. Hutchinson, just a, a big right-handed hitter who's got big bat speed and big power potential. I mean, those are the kind of guys you bet on, especially with his swing. Um, Peavy, like, he's – I think he's legit behind the dish, but I almost think he might end up being better on the mound. It's such an easy delivery. Like, the ball really comes out easily. And he's going to be one of those guys I think as people dig in on him, it's like, man, this guy's like an easy upper 80s. You can comfortably project the velocity, keep trending up. Uh, I think he's got a chance to be a really, really good pitcher or even catcher as well. Uh, Nick Foster, uh, he really impressed at the pudge. Uh, it's such an easily projectable frame, kind of one of those thin, loose, long frames. Really quick arm, hand speed. Um, I wasn't surprised when I saw the hand speed that he could really spin a breaking ball. Uh, one of the better curveballs I saw in the summer. Just a really classic example of a guy you bet on to just pop as a pitcher. Um, and then Weslowski from McKinney Boyd, uh, he's like 6'2", 6'3", can keep growing into his body. Um, QB1, um, the velocity is trading up. Uh, there's a changeup field there. I think the breaking ball's got some room to get better and really come on. Um, another guy had a good spring, and another guy wouldn't surprise me if he has an even better spring and becomes a major dude in this class. Yeah. Um, couple, couple good football players in this group. Um, Mason Murphy is a monster uh that's clear physically um i in fact you know like he's been a little inconsistent but somebody at his size it would worry me a little bit if he was consistent um because then you wouldn't be like all right well this is it you know like <laughs> right and i mean I, I don't know how many times i've said it and i'll probably continue to say it equally as much but a guy like him getting to work with skip johnson yeah. over an extended period of time is you know, like you can bet on a lot there. <laughs> like that's, um, that's something that I would always bet on. Um, but the, the ball of clay that Skip will inherit there um, with the stuff, the frame, the athleticism is, is a guy that, you know, we've talked about, like you mentioned, like you could see a really easy case for him being towards the top of our list when, when, yeah. by the time his senior year is done. Um, so a lot to like there. 
Hutchison in big bold uh caps, all caps. I've got bat speed in my yes. notes. Good um, on that. Yeah, and you know, we talk about it. That's one of those things that it just it it continues to play out. Like guys that have it um have a chance automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh and strong physical, a lot to like there. Uh Michael Peavy, I haven't seen a lot of. Um, but you know, those guys that can move behind the plate, uh short, easy arm action, uh that translates really well to repeating and throwing strikes a lot on the mound, I think. So it'd be interesting to see where, where he ends up uh position wise. Uh, but a really good, interesting player. Nick Foster. Um, he had one of the cooler tweets out of all the kids that I was going through their stuff. Um, he has like a pitch overlay thing um in his somewhere on his Twitter timeline that was pretty pretty interesting. I, I think it was like a breaking ball and overlaid with a fastball. And it just kind of good good reminder of like, you know, how tough hitting can be. Um yeah, guys that even at the high school can, level. can really tunnel um and you know make their pitches look the same coming out of the hand. Um but yeah I thought that was just a, a really cool tweet. And then Nick Wazlowski, uh physical um man I I like this quarterback video. I was I got caught watching some of those yeah it's good for a while. Um you know it's one of those things that like as you go back and try to find more on these guys, like these guys that are big time football players, like Nick is, it, you know, it can take you a little while to scroll through and find some, some good baseball footage, but uh, I'm excited that McKinney Boyd, uh, I mean, hit him and Brody walls as a, um, as a uh, combo is pretty tough. Um, and I, I'm excited to see him play in our, in our event this year. Uh, so that just, you know, I, Having played the level of quarterback that he does, you know that he hasn't gotten to focus as much on baseball as some mm-hmm. of these guys, and that's always always exciting. Um, and the you know the physicality there is is real, and um, excited to watch him play this spring. Next five: Parker Collier from Clear Falls, catcher from Texas State, another switch hitter. Uh, Reese Ogden uh, from Lovejoy, big catcher, left-handed hitting first baseman. Um, Ricky Montillo um, from Buda Johnson, catcher, kind of do-it-all guy, but um, a guy that could definitely catch as well. Um, Ryan Kelly, uh, outfielder from Colleyville Heritage. And then Tate Williams, another catcher from Brain Ice down in the San Antonio area. Um, Collier missed some of the high school season, broke his handmate, um, but he's a guy that Texas State obviously liked really, really early on. Um, like the way, like the movements behind the dish defensively. Um, you know, switch hitter's got a chance to hit. Um, from the clear falls. I mean, anytime you've got that, that those sorts of ingredients, you've got a chance to be a really good player. Reese Ogden, like one of my favorite guys from the fall, just like a, he's like six, two or six, three, 200. But I think there's some real projections still there. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he's like a, like a six, four, two thirty guy, like really well put together. Um, I like the left-handed swing. Uh, he had a ball, he had a ball that went like just foul in one of our fall events. And it's like, I could not see how far the ball went. I mean, there's some real pop there. Um, catches some. Um, I, I think he might end up playing off catcher at, at for Lovejoy just so they can make sure they get his bat in the lineup all the time. Uh, but he does have some skill defensively. Um, seen him around first base as well. But the guy can just really hit. He could profile as a, a middle of the order masher from the left side. Uh, Ricky Montillo, um, interesting guy because I, I think he could be in the 2026 class. So he's he's young for this group. Um, he runs like a 6'6 or 6'7, 60. He can really move. And it showed one, you know, watching him get out of the box this summer. 
Um, he had some had some athletic, agile movements defensively as a catcher. Can kind of play all other places defensively. Um, had some promise as a hitter as well. Just a really exciting player, and you know, typically like betting on those types of skill and, and athletic profiles. Um, Ryan Kelly, left-handed pitcher from a uh, left-handed hitting uh, outfielder from from Colleyville Heritage. I, I just he's one of those guys that had the the good fortune of seeing him against like a really good good arms like consistently just because of the way their schedule matched up in a few of our events. And like, he really like impressed with his at bats like against real velocity, real stuff. Um, the poise, the way he saw the ball, the way he made quality contact, um, the way he, he could profile defensively as well. I think there's a lot to like there. And then Tate Williams from Brandeis, um, you know, saw them in the spring, I'm talking to his high school coach. I mean, there's a lot to like about what he offers defensively. And whenever you have one of those kinds of guys, I mean, that can, that truly could have a chance to catch and impact the game back there. Um, you bet on those guys at the next level. Yeah. Uh, Parker Collier. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of, but the clips I have seen, you know, he just moves well behind the plate and that's mm-hmm. um, very important. And I, you know, it's Texas state has gotten into that, category where when they take somebody you have a pretty good feeling about what these guys can do Mm -hmm. um because they evaluate really well and take a lot of these guys that can possibly be under the radar a little bit and then turn out to just be really good players and everyone looks up you know it's like it's almost like utah in football for me um yeah you know it's i saw texas offered it a, a Utah commit and like whenever I see that I'm like oh good you know that's what Jalen Ford was <laughs> but uh but yeah I mean I I think he he moves well behind the plate I gonna be really interesting to watch his progression uh at Texas State Reese Ogden like you mentioned is a monster like I I think I think you're right and like he's a guy that is gonna put up serious serious offensive numbers and hit the ball really, 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 really hard. Uh, good, good physical profile um, with a good feel for the, for the bat. Ricky Montillo, um, really athletic, uh, kind of twitchy guy. I like what I see from him. Obviously a catcher that's running a six, six tells you something. Yeah. Um, it's moving. Yeah. So uh, exciting prospect there. Ryan Kelly, um, you know, you talked about the ability to hit really good pitching. Um, and that, that is a box that if you can check that, you are probably always going to have a home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you, you know, that's the biggest question mark. I think we see with a lot of young hitters is, okay, can they do this <coughs> against every level of pitching? And he's a mm-hmm. guy that's shown that he can. So that's a, that's always a, a plus that he'll have in his favor, um, to go along with a good left-handed swing. And then, uh, Tate. Williams, um, good player. I haven't seen a ton of, but, uh, he's a guy that is worth following. Um, you know, did well at the future stars, you know, that's, that's an event that, you know, if you get invited to that, you know, it tells you something. Um, but you know, and obviously he's gonna, he's playing in a program at at Brandeis that's had some really good players come through it. So, you know, that he's, he will have seen some of those guys, and, you know, typically the good players pick up on what good players do. So that'll be an interesting follow for the spring with, with Tate Williams. And our last five from the uh, next 55 group, the, the just missed guys from Red 2025, 5 to 55 list in Texas. 
Thomas Schnabel, another guy from uh, Buda Johnson, outfielder committed to ACU. Ty Thames from Wimberley, um, infielder and right-handed pitcher. Weston Thompson, an infielder from Rockwall Heath. Uh, Will Van Wee, an outfielder from Stratford. And then Zachary Tuxhorn, a catcher from Clear Lake. Uh, Schnabel can fly. <laughs> it's like yeah. six three sixty. Uh, he's like one another one of those guys. It's like kind of like a compact, physical, explosive athlete. He performed really well this summer. Uh, was really good at our events. Very productive everywhere he went. Plays with a lot of confidence. Uh, there's just a lot to like about that profile. So it wasn't a surprise that ASU jumped on him early on and got him. Uh, Ty Thames. ACU. ACU. ACU, excuse me. Ty Thames, uh, Marucci guy, two-sport athlete, football player. Uh, I believe he plays linebacker, um, you know, as, as, a, as a big old six-foot-two, six-foot-three kind of guy. Um, there's a lot to like it just about just the raw talent. Like, the stuff can really flash on the mound with the arm strength that's getting better. Um, I think there's a, a lot of growth that can still occur there in terms of growing into his body and harnessing his stuff and, and keeping it in his zone more consistently. And even like you watch the way he swings the bat too. Um, you know, some of the, the swings he had this summer and the way the impact came off the bat from the right side to project some power there as well. Just a really all around talented guy uh, with some impressive size. So it's going to be fun to watch his development. Uh, Weston Thompson, uh, every time I saw him, I just feel like the, the hitting ability from the right side really uh, stood out. Um, really interested to see just kind of what role he plays at Rockwell Heath because they're probably going to be loaded again. Uh, but he's the guy that every time I saw him in the summer and in the fall, uh, the swing really stood out and so did the hitting ability. And then Will Van Wee from Stratford, outfielder. He's got a lot of tools, a lot of tools, good frame, um, you know, kind of a shorter swing. Um, you know, can fit into that, that guy that could move around well as a potential center fielder. Uh, I, I think that it's just a matter of kind of, you know, getting to more of those gifts as a hitter, maybe cutting down the strikeout rate a little bit could just maybe make him just blow up as a major prospect because you start looking at the all-around tools and listing them out. And it's a really exciting player. And finally, Zachary Tuxworn, catcher from Clear Lake. Um, big catcher, kind of like that prototypical catcher size. Um, that you look for uh, one of the better players in the Houston area. I think he hit like 560 in the spring. It was something absurdly good. Um, just a guy that really made a name for himself in the Houston area. Another guy he's had some Team USA background as well. Um, plays with really good energy, really good poise. Kind of just exudes those leadership intangibles that you look for. Uh, but a guy that's just really hit consistently. Um, and I think he's got a real chance to stick behind the dish as well. So uh, another one of those catchers that are going to be fun to follow. Another uncommitted catcher that's going to be fun to follow. Yeah, uh, Schnabel um, can fly. <laughs> that you know, can the old saying is, um, speed never has an off day. So he he's going to have a, a way to be effective in every game that he plays in on both sides of the ball. Um, Thames I haven't seen a lot, but knowing uh, the types of programs that Wimberley has had, both in football and in baseball, um, that tells me something. Um, obviously like the dual sport, they've won a lot of games in football, uh, and in baseball. So it's, you know, comes from winning programs again, making the scrimmage in the area code game tells you something as well. Uh, I think Weston Thompson is going to have a really good year. Um, mm -hmm. I, talking to, um, coach Harvey about the fall a little bit earlier today and, 
you know, sounds like things have gone well for not only Weston, but the whole program, which is scary to think about. Um, and, you know, I, Coach Harvey, when I was in high school, was known um, as the eighth grade football coach that like everybody was scared of because like he <laughs> put kids through the ringer. Like I, I, we had an internship class when I was in high school and my internship was with him. And so I would go to the middle school, you know, and I, I'd help him in the cafeteria before school started. And like, it was clear, like those football players in eighth grade at Williams Middle School, um, we're not going to be acting up. Um, <laughs> and so I know that he knows how to run a boot camp like program. And yeah. he said they did a lot of, um, a lot of training focused on, um, toughness and physicality and the mental side of it and a little bit less baseball. And, um, that's a scary thought when you think about that roster, you know, I think his idea was, Hey, my guys work, uh, on the baseball plenty. So I'm not worried about them getting their reps in. Um, and you know, if they're spending time on that kind of stuff, you know, with a team that knows how to play the game, that's physical with a lot of talent, uh, and picture them getting stronger and tougher. That's, that is, that is not a pleasant thought for a lot of teams. I would think. No, especially um, but, for a rock ball grad. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I've, I've been through the rock ball. He, I, I know the program that I went through. Um, mm -hmm. so I know he's seen some of that, so they'll, they'll be tough. Um, but I, Weston Thompson came up I, I and he was raving about him. I think he thinks he's going to have a big year. Um, it's all there physically for Weston. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's um, shown he's got to have an ability to be a really hard worker. So I think that he's going to have a big year. You know, he had just moved to Heath last year, was adjusting. I think he moved at semesters. I, that, that may not be right, but I want to say he did, but he, one way or another, he was new to the program last year and you saw it in spurts. Like there were some really, really good moments for Weston. Uh, and I, you know, grown into his body too. And then he's a big infielder um, that, you know, he gets stronger and tougher. Um, like the program was designed to do like, man, that's a, that's a really, really interesting um, guy to be watching. And I'll, luckily I'll get to see him quite a bit. Will Van we is a guy that we've seen in a lot of our stuff, like him a lot, um, athletic, uh, loud tools, um, and then I haven't seen Tugshorn a lot, but we talked about this with some guys in the past. Being a a, a former USA guy uh, tells you, you know, it's kind of a a floor setting comment. You know, you know that it's a guy that um, knows how to play the game. That's mm -hmm. typically very team oriented, um, and there's some physicality there behind the dish. So uh, excited to see more from from Zachary this this spring and summer. Yeah, speaking of Rockwall Heath, we get in the Central Texas First Pitch Classic, which they'll be participating in. Uh, we get Rockwall Heath versus San Antonio Johnson in one of the matchups at Georgetown wow. High School. That'll at be a, okay. That'll be that'll be a good one. So um, I I look, love look for, the, that. look for the guy look for the guy wearing the case and Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. Shirt. Um. I, I love this new trend of like the high school programs tweeting out the schedule super early, like with yes. images and stuff. Like it's, yes, it, I, I felt like in, in like a couple of years ago, it was like, man, pulling teeth, trying to get schedules. And now they're just already coming out already. So um, yeah, it's fun to kind of look through some of those and try to get a feel for, um, you know, the, the tournament schedule and, and stuff like that. And uh, it'll be really good. I've had, so it'll be, I've, had, be... I've had some not to be named, 
um, asking for for scouting reports on some of their teams already. So oh, uh, some of the teams they'll be playing. In some okay. Teams. So, um, well, yeah, they're thinking ahead. They're thinking ahead. This is this is a time of year where people can separate themselves, and that goes for the coaches too. You know, are you yeah. just hanging out watching TV, or are you doing scouting reports and you know putting plans together? But no, I'm just on a uh, joking, of course. But um, I, you know, it, it is exciting seeing some of these schedules come out because it never fails that a lot of these teams that are really good, they play really, really tough schedules. Yes. Um, and I love that. Like just the mentality to, you know, play anyone anywhere. I think that resonates with your team. Um, mm-hmm. And it tells you a lot about your team. And there's a lot of schools that handle it differently. Um, but a lot of the winning programs that are good year after year after year are out there scheduling some really, really good competition. Yeah. Um, and that's fun. I mean, you know, cause ultimately, you know, what it doesn't penalize you. You're not, you're not going to get left out of the playoff for losing some games or not losing some games. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I mean, I, it, it's a trend that I think is really exciting. Um, I think it's good for your team yeah. um, and tells it you a lot. you crown a true champion. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it can. It can. Um, um, totally. I totally lost my, uh, I totally lost my train of thought <laughs> on, that, on that, on that schedule front now, but. Well, good thing. Um, good oh, thing I was going to made... say, I, I do, I do appreciate your, your hometown programs spending a, a weekend um, in February down here to give me a last year. I got a extended look at Rockwall, you know, playing in, in the uh, at dripping Springs at Westlake in, in that tournament. And um, now I'll get a little look at Heath um, who will see the next week after that in the festival uh, in the loaded five toll festival event. So uh, it'll be fun to see then, but yeah, getting a, get a little excited just thinking about kind of mapping out and, you know, can see who and when and stuff like that. So I appreciate all those to all those high school programs already putting out their schedules and everything. Um, thank you. It, it helps us out and, and gives us a chance to get a little bit more organized before the chaos starts um, in February. So uh, anything else you got before we, uh, before we get out of here? Uh, no, not really. Um, uh, nothing. Football. Exciting. I hate the transfer portal. Um, especially for football, um, at this time of year, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. It's over. Yeah. It's overwhelming. And I, I don't like a lot of the overarching themes of it. Um, like Florida, like Florida state had a guy that just got in it and he pretty much like apologized for doing it. Like, it was like, it was kind of like, I'm sorry I have to do this, but people are like, you kind of read between the lines is like, I don't want to do this, but there's so much money being thrown at me that I kind of have to, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I mean, it's good and bad. I mean, we'll complain about it. And then when our respective programs get a really good player from it, it's like, Oh yeah, this is great. we got AD Mitchell from the portal. Like he's going to be awesome, you know? So yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy to follow, but Oh, actually I was thinking about you in HB the other way because HEB now makes gear and they had a koozie that's that was like the koozie looked like a tortilla and it was like butter tortillas at HEB and that was like the koozie you know hey I literally I, I literally almost bought that last yeah week. I was like oh man if Drew sees this he's he's got to get this you know like but but 
I guess the downside of that would be that anytime you saw it on like a sparkling water or something, you'd want a butter tortilla. So you'd be like, uh, and staying on that note, <laughs> um, this is it's good and bad. But <clears throat> currently, as you know, while the Rockwall one is under construction, I have to drive forty-five-ish minutes to Plano mm-hmm. to go to the nearest HEB, and I did that yesterday, and I. If at all possible, I try to get a 10 pack of butter tortillas, a 10 pack, mm-hmm. just because no matter how many are in there, they're going to be gone quickly. Yes. <laughs> um, But there were not any 10 packs yesterday. So I opted for the 20 and uh, we had like, we had carne asada tacos last night. Ooh. So yeah. And um. So I allowed myself to get them. I but my entire family, uh, outside of myself, ate three of the tortillas, mm-hmm. um, and there are no more. As <laughs> <laughs> they didn't last six hours. Oh my gosh! Marion made queso, so like I okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to open a bag of chips, so I didn't. But I so I ended up eating like. The, <laughs> Now, is there is, is like this time of the year, is there any food that you're just like, because I don't know if there's like a true like Christmas food, you know, like I guess there's like desserts and stuff, but yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, if you're not uh, getting your, are you getting your peppermint mochas or anything like that? Or I've been, I've been good. I have been, I have been staying away from that. I've been eating well, um, sans the <laughs> tortillas. Yeah, um, but this like I'm trying to trying to like minimize damage before like the real holiday gets here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been I've been on a pretty good routine as of late. But man, I just I I knew we were having tacos. We didn't have any tortillas. Um, I actually get, did get in trouble a little bit. Like I'm such a plain eater. Like I meat and cheese for my like tacos most mm-hmm. of the time, and I thought we had salsa um, and we didn't. And so I, I was, Mary was not happy with the um, options uh, to go with the tacos. She was like, for the record, I eat more than meat and cheese. I was like, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. You've got to have some salsa. You've got to have maybe a fresh, maybe fresh guac or something like that. Like, I just got I got too caught up in the meat and the tortillas and I failed. So um, I did hear about it. Um, she was not as impressed with the meal as I was, um, and uh, I will remember to get salsa next time and some yeah. other garbage. They've got some. They're salt. Their salsa's legit too. Like no, I know. Them. Like they're. I know. I I thought we had some, but apparently her brother ate it. I, when I don't know, but like it. I, I was like, yeah, there's salsa in the in the and she's like, no, there's not. Because I don't care about it. I didn't notice that it wasn't there. So now um, can she supplement with like a hot sauce or something? Or, you know, because well, you know, I don't another thing I don't really eat. So I oh, uh, so there's no nope. like tapatio in the in the I'm in... I'm I'm the grocery store um guy or person mm-hmm. in our family. So like if it's Unless it's explicitly told or put on a list, 
and, and not something I like, I, it's probably not here. It's probably yeah. not in our fridge. So, so what I, you're uh, saying is your family just kind of, you're like, okay, what'd you get this store? It's like, well, I got tortillas. I got meat. I got cheese and I got athletic greens. And that's, that's what we got guys. And maybe a little yeah. pumpkin spice cookie for dessert or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I failed. Oh, well, hopefully next time you, you, you keep some fresh salsa in the house. So kind of avoid such, such situations in the future. Oh, it's already in there now. Uh, I went to the grocery store, the local one this morning to okay. rectify that. Good. Good. Correct, correct that air. So, uh, all right, that wraps us up for episode 136 of the Five Tool Podcast. Uh, we are brought to you by our friends at Hitforth, H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H. Go check those guys out on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can follow the podcast at Five Tool Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're always posting clips on there and tweeting out the podcast um, and so forth as well. So uh, for Drew, I'm Dustin. Um, we hope you have a good week and a good weekend. And until we talk to you all next time, Take care.